Hi, everyone. This is your host, Sam. Thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. This episode is very, very special to my heart. I have one of my dream team girls with me, Carol. Hello. <laughs> and her daughter, Abinai. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. In this episode, we're going to jump right in, like I usually do. Oh, if you haven't already, please go ahead and comment, share this episode, um, tell me your thoughts, email me, check out everythingme.com. Okay, all the housekeeping done. I wanted to talk about something that's a little bit touchy, but it's truthful. Um, it's about going left. So when you come out of your skin for someone, something, and um, you find yourself in a place where you don't want to be because... You're, you feel uncontrollable. You feel like you just don't know exactly what's going to happen and you really don't care what might happen. Um, I think it's important to, to process these things, especially with having Abinai with us, um, to be able to see the signs and hopefully gain control if you're ever triggered or those thoughts or that seems like a liable option in that experience comes up. Because for me personally, I've had that, like what some people call like seeing red <laughs> moment. And um, it's definitely been interesting to go through and knowing when to hit the stop button. Like knowing when you've come outside of your skin and you're like, hold on. You're like almost looking at yourself from above where you're like, I can't believe, why am I so angry? Why am I so hurt? Why am I so caught up in this experience? And I can't necessarily control my actions or my thoughts or the experience. Um, that I think that's, that's the trickiest part for me. And on my end, I know that I had the altercation with my brother, um, years back and he and I have like, we're like fire and fire, <laughs> what we call the eating it in us. Um, and he definitely is one of those people who can easily press my buttons. Like he only knows the button. He doesn't really know the, like the better side of me. He knows the button. Like he is like, where's the button? I'm here for the button. <laughs> Um, and in that altercation, I really lost it. Like I really was ready for whatever at that point. And it, and it took a while because, you know, he was poking at me, poking at me, looking for my reaction, looking for my, um, looking for that button. And when he did, you know, I got physical too. And I had to, after I did, it was like, you have that release Mm -hmm. and you're like, whoa, that's, that's the power that I hold. (laughs) Like I could be that person. You know, you're just like out of body. Um, and so I had to like dial myself back because it feels like a splash of like cold water in your face when you've gotten to that point where you know, like, if you keep going, you you can't say sorry. Like, you're, that's probably not going to work out. So you have to be careful on just making sure that you don't lose yourself. Because right. that's really what it is. I mean, you really do lose yourself. Exactly. I agree. Can you... Give no. me any insight of <laughs> what's your relationship like with the person or the the characteristics that you may have, Carol, that um, you're not a fan of? The same thing. Um, I can get angry really quickly, and I don't I don't like that side of me. It's just a side that I don't like. Um, I try to control it. It's only certain people can push those buttons. Like you said, as your brother, I have a few more than one. <laughs> well, that's but, the one, that's what I could go into the conversation without being angry on. The 
have a few more than one, but I have some button pushers. <laughs> and for me, it was when, when the first one happened, I just saw that side of me that I couldn't believe that I had because mm-hmm. I was ready to go to jail. Yeah. I was ready. I saw, you saw red, I see black. Mm. And I was, when I came to, when I came out of it, <laughs> I was just surprised that that person wasn't dead because my intention yeah. was to kill him. Yeah. I didn't care about jail. I didn't care about anything. Yeah. And that scared me because I had kids at mm-hmm. the time. So that scared me and that changed my life that mm. one time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even remember. I can't even tell you what happened. <laughs> I just remember. I think he, he touched me or he pushed me or something. Yeah. And I, I oh, see, saw black. My, yeah, my yeah. brother did that too. Yeah, that, I that, think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I that's all I saw, and I, I was ready to kill. Yeah. So that changed me. My whole life has been different, <laughs> and it's taken a lot. But I'm no longer that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think when you when you experience that that you expected it out of yourself, or do you think you had you didn't? Okay. I've never seen that set before that day. I had never seen that set. No I signs, didn't know it no, existed. Like, Mm-mm, I, I never. And then since that, it happened again. Where What happens with me mm-hmm. is that I don't remember. I don't oh, even remember what. Right, I, bla- I really black out. So I think I had a conversation. Like, for instance, my dad can push that button as well. Mm-hmm. So one time he pissed me off. I went over there and I went to go tell him something. And I left thinking we had a conversation and it was done. Yeah. He called my sister and told my sister what I said. Oh and when my gosh. sister repeated everything to me, I was shocked. I At first I was like, I didn't say that. And then she started telling me something and said, that sounds exactly like me, but I didn't remember any of it. Oh, okay. And that's happened more than once. Oh, so you've had, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. I see what you're mm-hmm. saying. Cause I was about to say, you know how that sibling like situation go mm-hmm. because when you hear through the grapes that phone that the game of telephone right is real different depending on the sibling is coming right. from <laughs> so i was about to say i'm like hold on okay okay no i get that i think i think for me like what, what i call the enemy me <clears throat> that anger that anger that's there it's confusing because mm-hmm. it feels inherited it doesn't feel genuine to me like if i had you know my behaviors my way and it's weird to say like you don't have control over your own behaviors because you really do Mm -hmm. in a sense um i definitely wouldn't keep that part of me but i think that um there's a reason for it because it's it obviously has to go towards a passion it has to go towards something that we really really care about and something really really hurt by and i think all the people that i've ever had these experiences with um definitely anger me Mm-hmm. And hurt me in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think there it is. It is true to say that these individuals or these instances in which this you know these interactions occurred, I was definitely hurt more than anything else. But I think with my behavior surrounding surrounding it, I've seen other people in this place. Right. You know, I've witnessed it. You know, other people just completely angry and frustrated and don't have words anymore. And you would think like maybe their their bodies are so small they couldn't do too much damage and baby do they do the damage? You're right. like whoa! Like you don't feel that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's like superpower strength all of a sudden. Exactly. Um, you know, and I never like to see anybody in pain. Like I I'm not a person who is intentionally really really 
like vindictive or you know malicious like you would kind of paint the picture i guess to say like oh yeah i could see that coming out of that person so that's why when we were talking about this prior to recording she was like you have that side oh yes baby i got that side i don't like that side right because i literally Mm -hmm. like my body would start to get really hot breathing my thoughts will be real Real need to keep them things inside. So you see the trigger. That's oh yeah. Good. So you oh, see I see it, it coming. Mm-hmm. I see it coming. And I'm like, do you want to click today? Like, do you want to dabble in that today? Right. But I, the part that I guess is the most frustrating is like knowing that if you press that button, you just don't have any control about what's going to happen, how how it's going to go down. You just like no, and that's you don't it. care at that point. No, you really <laughs> don't. You really don't. My um. My thing when I see it coming is I start I start giving warnings. Oh, to, to that you, person. Yes, I start, okay. As soon as I feel, I'm like, okay, okay, please stop. Okay, oh, okay. I give you about two or three warnings, and then it's that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you know that's so okay. I, okay, I can see that. I see how people could say like, you don't want to do this. Don't go there. <laughs> don't 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 try me. <laughs> don't don't do this. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. That see that's a good see. You can see it. Yes, that's good. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes you can't see it. Right. Sometimes you just fall right into it and it's, it's literally like a snap. Also, I will say for me, it's always a multitude of things. It's never just you and I having a conversation. You piss me off. It's right. never oh, just no. that. No, it's no. not that simple. <laughs> I think my tolerance level is a lot higher where like, I don't allow for the simplest things to just set me off. I'm pretty in tune. Like when I came over, my energy was like, I just need to get out. Like I just need, I need to be gone. And and Carol just so happened to have a spread for me of sweets, which I was like, <laughs> I need this. And she doesn't even, that's one thing for the backstory for people listening. I talk about my dream team. Carol Stephanie, number one. Um, and some people just get your energy. They just understand who you are, what you are. And you don't have to say it. And that's something that I think is genuine to us of yes. like, you call each other, we call each other or we see each other and we just we know like <laughs> how to adjust, how to just level ourselves back out. So why we, do you sound that way? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And What's it's, going on? yeah, yeah. And it's just something. And it's just that comfort of having that vulnerable space where that person's not going to judge you or not going to question you, you know, or what she's really good at for me is just leaving, leaving questions for me to answer, but not necessarily expecting me to answer it in the moment. And that's like super defining for me. Cause I'm already asking myself questions. I'm always asking questions, but when she asks me those things like my motives or what are you trying to achieve? Things like that. It makes me go inward. So I have to really readjust and kind of say, okay, I'm worried about, the other person or the situation, but not my influence in that situation. Um, and she's definitely saved me from making some decisions that I shouldn't have made. Um, so and that's been helpful. I like to say it's mutual. Because yeah. <laughs> as soon as something happens to me, my phone rings. And I look and I'm like, how does she know? <laughs> how does she know? And I, ne- I literally never do. I, and I, it happens so often. <laughs> she tells me that all the time. <laughs> it's never intentional. <laughs> I'm literally like the type of person, if I think of you, I'm going to call you. I'm going to text you something. Something tells me like, stop your day, give that person, you know, the time, acknowledge them. And then you can keep going, you know, and you, every time I call her, she always answers and she's always a great conversation. And sometimes it's like way longer. It's more, (laughs) I call you to check on you. And then you like talk about me. And then I'm like, I needed this more than you did. I thought it was good for you. And it's like two, three hours. Right. (laughs) We feel like 
so renewed and like, okay, it's not that heavy anymore. Right. I can deal with this. I'm going to have a great day. I'm so glad I talked to you, girl. You know, it feels like for some people, like, oh, you're using me. No, mm-hmm. it's like, I need. For both of us. Yeah. Both like, I need that filter. Yeah. I need that filter. Literally, I need that filter. Um, I don't, I've never called you in my, my angriest moments though. No. I, I never call you. One thing I learned though, if I have somebody who is a trigger, I try to stay away from that person. Yeah. Well, protecting your energy. Yeah. Yeah. We, we always talk about that. We have to protect ourselves from different people to be, especially when we know that that's something that's power that's, that they have. Exactly. And we can't give them that control that, that is what pisses me off the most because I'm so, I do my grounding. I do my meditation in the morning yeah. and to know that you can push a button and have control over me. That's why I didn't all that work. <laughs> right. Just show up and give me the smile. Right. That just like, uh, so I do all of that because I know that side of me. <laughs> so I'm always trying to work on me and protect myself and do this. So I, now that you know I'm doing all those things, it doesn't happen as easily. It's yeah. very rare. And then plus scriptures, you know, yeah. like the Bible says, be slow to anger and this and this. And I wanna, you know, I wanna take in those things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, scripture helps me a lot as well. Yeah. What do you think? Um what do you like where do you think that stems from, the anger? Things that I don't deal with. Okay. I don't I hold in a lot. Okay. I think I hold in a lot. So when I finally do, I explode. Yeah. I don't know how to me and my daughter uh, were talking about it, and she said that to let things out and to talk about, you have to be vulnerable. Right. I don't. I don't like being. Vulnerable. You don't like being vulnerable, really? Not really. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I never got that from you. Yeah, it, it for certain things. For certain things, like okay, for, well, yeah, yeah, for certain things and relationships. And okay. relationships, I don't like to be vulnerable. Really? That's what we came up. That with is last crazy night. because yeah. with friendships me, and everything else, I'm good. But in relationships, I guess you're not necessarily vulnerable once you come to the other side. Okay, so I get that because you've given me some really good race relationship advice and just like you looking back at your life and the things that you've gone through, that has been like really great for me because I'm always like, I need to know. I need to know the good, the bad, the ugly. So if if ever I see that those things, at least I have some sort of guiding light through that process versus like completely just like willy nilly in it and be like, I didn't know you could say no. I didn't know you (laughs) could. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of those things, but- I didn't know you didn't like to be vulnerable. I thought you in relationships. Okay, that's, that's it? why I, I think so. I think so because with my children, with you, I'm vulnerable. I listen to everything you guys say and I take it in. With you, my friends, I'm, and you know, with yeah, I think it's 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 people that I've. You know what it is? It's people that I have tried to reach out. I've tried to be it. You know, mm. like a good and I. Tr- you know, like. I've tried mm. to make it work so many times mm. and I don't see that it's one-sided. Yeah. Then I put a shield up and I, I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. And when you had those triggers of you being in that place, was it control? Was it like, what was, what do you think it was like the ingredients to get you to that place? For me, I, I believe, um, just like, I am so, I, I, I come out of a place of love. So if I love you, I love you. Right. I will give you anything. I will do anything for you. And when you're with someone or you have a friend or, or anything and they're not there with you and you're mm-hmm. constantly giving, and constantly doing, constantly that. showing, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're not there with you. I think for me, that's like, really? <laughs> and then you explain it to them and they still don't care. 
Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. That self-centeredness, but then, you know, th- like for me, selfishness. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, um, like for those instances, for me, it's like when I'm again, a part of that too, when I'm trying, when I'm devoting resources, time, energy, thinking of you, or when I'm actively trying to take care of myself, do the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Sometimes you like, I'm in my own world of just doing my very best every single day and someone is envious or someone is um opposed to that or doesn't agree with my decisions that affect me and just me only um that definitely irks me because i feel like you know i've i've learned to respect people's boundaries and um you know just what they allow you to have in their life or what you know, role you have in their lives to be careful, to give them that space. Mm-hmm. I will tell you physically, like I can physically feel the separation. Like yes. if I do those things, like, I can physically feel myself. Like it feels like when you're like pulling like gum in away, like that's how it feels. Um, but I think when you do so such a really good job of protecting your peace and avoiding trauma and mm-hmm. triggers, and I'm very vocal, like I've become very communicative of my feelings and where I'm at and very simple, like in your own ways of mm-hmm. how you, you know, try to preempt like, okay, guys, like mm-hmm. you're doing too much. Um, I'm very much like, you're making me very frustrated right now. <laughs> and it's hard for me to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to, you know, explain the situation, but I think, you know, it's people who have their own motives, you know, right. people have their own intentions Truly. and, you know, sometimes you're the target. Truly. You know, another thing I, I, I realized with me, I, I have abandonment issues. Oh, so <laughs> that oh, for yeah. me. Yeah, I do. I, I just do. I literally just <laughs> released that podcast. Oh, yeah, on I should have been on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, listen, I almost couldn't stop. I, was like, I had to, I had to listen, literally follow up with an uplifting one after that because oh. I was like, OK, we went real dark at <laughs> well, the last one. Let me. So come. you already know. You already know. So when you have but, abandonment but it's good to know. It's mm-hmm. good to, to go ahead and, and enhance that because I think abandonment is different. Like it'll show up in different, especially with like siblings and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have favoritism. You have yeah. things that like you thought that they had a great relationship and they really didn't and mm-hmm. all these sort of things that right. it's very keen to like know what, what was your take right. on abandonment? So for me, um, my mom, my dad left when we were young and then I got married and he left <laughs> with, you know, three kids. And then, um, you know, also when I, when I was young, my sisters went away to the military cause I was the youngest. Mm. So it's just like always leaving, always Removal leaving. So I people re- that you grow close to. Exactly. So mm-hmm. if I feel like, like you're, someone's going to leave me, I will leave first. Okay. I, I will, I will, you know, do something. I will yeah. cut off a relationship. Yeah. I will. Yeah. So that comes into play with, Whereas you're very vocal about, you know, what you, what you feel and how you feel. Mm-hmm. I try not to nitpick because mm-hmm. I feel like maybe if I complain too much, you know, okay. they'll leave oh, okay, or okay. maybe yeah. if I, so mm-hmm. I, it's like, I do this, try to be perfect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's no way you can be perfect. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not perfect. They're not perfect. Right. No one's perfect. Exactly. We all have our issues. Right. So I think that's a plays into mm-hmm. a lot. Why I don't say a lot. I don't oh, say a lot. Okay. I, keep it, I don't like. Confrontation. I don't like mm-hmm. arguments. I don't yeah. like. A, so I, I do keep a lot in. Yeah. Although you know, with my friends, yeah. But you know, in new relationships and things like that, mm-hmm. you don't know. Yeah. You know? And I, I think I, I, I was. I used to be. I don't know now. Maybe mm-hmm. if I get a new relationship, maybe I'll, I'll be more expressive. Yeah. But I'm fearful of that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think I like keep a lot in. Mm-hmm. I can, I can definitely see that. I think, 
for me with abandonment, it almost feels like I have to always have that independent hat on. Mm. And whenever I, what I think a lot of the fire comes from, if I give you something, like if I give you a piece that you can now be responsible for and you're not Control. responsible and you let me down and you, you, you're not able to hold the weight that you maybe convinced me of that you've got this, or you're like, you know, maybe in your own life, you're really good at it. And then I'm like, okay, great. Well, now that we're sharing a life or we're friends or whatever, you you could help me with this. Mm-hmm. And you don't? No. That 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 automatically is a trigger for me. That that bothers me. But that's that's very good to me because mm-hmm. I will okay, you can't handle it. I I got it now. But how many and times I do you run know with I got it? it? I always have it. Well, no, I, that's <laughs> and true. And that's when I blow up. <laughs> you didn't put that part in. That's why. <laughs> that's what, the tree that's was what I'm saying. That's where I learned from you, and I learned from my daughters, and I learned mm-hmm. from all you know everyone because mm-hmm. you guys express yourself. And I'm like, see, that's the that's the whole thing. And I think that's that's that going back to just even why I started this because that's why I say like when you and I talk, we talk about the whole entirety of the thing because I'm always asking questions too. But it's good to know like that transfer of knowledge can really save you from making mistakes putting yourself in situations you shouldn't put yourself into having a different perspective, a different mm-hmm. understanding of certain things and what somebody else may be going through. Like, I don't really know what somebody else would be pissing me off would be going through because I'm pissed off. Right. You know? And at the end of the day, I feel right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I pissed off. <laughs> so I'm letting you know that's not okay. It's so funny because I, I learned something yesterday and it, it ties into this is that, you know, my daughter, she's has a relationship right now and she was telling her boyfriend she wanted flowers. He didn't get them. She told him again. She wanted flowers. He didn't get them. She told him again. Until her and I know, are like, she, she got them. She started getting them and she gets mm-hmm. them often now. But she had to nag. When when I was married to her father, I told him I wanted flowers. He didn't get them. Mm-hmm. I told him again, I wanted flowers. He didn't get them. Mm-hmm. I, and I told him the third time he didn't get And that was it. I stopped. Oh, okay. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I told him three times or four <laughs> times, well, however many times he didn't mm-hmm. get And I just stopped. I yeah, just stopped. Let it go. And I, and I still stayed in the relationship and I didn't mm-hmm. get what I wanted. Mm. she's like, if I'm going to stay in this, yeah. I'm going to get what yeah. I want. You know, See, that's a thing too, because <laughs> even in relationships or friendships or whatever, when you get into a certain place and the person feels like they know you, there are certain things I feel like you start to compromise, you start to get comfortable, whatever, whatever. Right. But then as you grow, as you change, there's certain things that you still want to level up within your relationship or within mm. your friendship. And you're like, no, you got to call me more, you know, no, you got to make more of an effort versus the other person. And it's like, you could have a change of heart and how you want to be treated and what mm-hmm. you want to be, you know, what is okay and what's not okay. I mean, even just in that instance of flowers and stuff, I don't think, I think life or not life, but like society does a really good job of romanticizing mm-hmm. a relationship and how, what one partner is supposed to do with the other. Cause I'm not going to say which gender it could possibly be, but the re- reality is, is that you don't know till you get into it that yeah. you're like, maybe this person literally hates flowers literally hates flowers and you're like i'm just giving you flowers every week because you just you are a flower you my flower and that person's like right i think we know a person who's like that right you know and so (laughs) too so then we're like okay you know i thought i was doing this right but you know i don't know i think when you're talking about nagging it's hard because some people don't know how to accept 
that kind of communication they're not used to it well you know i think it's different for your generation than for mine but when i was growing up you know they said black women they nag and they do this and they mm. do that so with my father leaving my mother and my whatever them splitting mm -hmm. up i felt like if i did everything right then mm -hmm. my marriage would last so i said okay. i'm not gonna complain i'm not gonna do this mm -hmm. i'm not gonna do this and that's reality is just, it, you can do everything perfect and yeah. it's still so, you know, I came up from that kind of thinking. I'm not going to nag because that was the biggest thing that I was hearing when I was growing up is yeah. black women nag all the time. Right. So I tried to control that, yeah. but it's, yeah, it didn't make a difference. It didn't work out. Yeah, no. yeah exactly. <laughs> they say black women nag because they want, they know what they want. Mm. And see, they added something to the end of that because before they didn't tell yeah. the whole story. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. With each generation mm -hmm. and you are Gen Z. No, you are, what are you? Gen Z. Right. So your generation from the millenniums, mm -hmm. from the Gen X, mm -hmm. it's like we're three di generations here. Yeah. Like, so Literally. yeah. <laughs> it's a different way of... Mm -hmm. And then also the, the people who are the, the, uh, the partners who are growing up in that environment too. Right. Their expectation was like, oh, when I come home, I'm supposed to relax. I'm not supposed to hear nothing. Everything's supposed to be great. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. You're just coming back from a different environment too as well right. on their end or how they were groomed exactly. to think that was okay. And for my parents, <laughs> you know, my when I was growing up, my parent, the mother, you know, parents didn't talk to the children. They didn't yeah. explain anything. They didn't talk to them. And you're the same. Mm -hmm. And with you, like, it's, it's, different. it's different now, right? Like, like even you sitting at this table right. is a privilege. <laughs> right. Back in the day. Right. It's like, if they, did they so notice me yet? Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're trying. Right. And it makes a big difference because, again, it, like, it saves you from being able to Put yourself in predicaments you don't belong. You know, having relationships, situationships that you shouldn't even be in. And at the end of the day, you're going to do whatever the hell you want to do. But Truly. the reality is, if you know there's certain things on the table of what's expected or what's okay, what's not okay, and you don't have to go figuring it out, oh my gosh, it makes a world of, of, of like difference. Like you're still going to be yourself, but it makes a world of difference when, you know, you have so much freedom mm -hmm. with people, environments, you know, going to a different school, going right. to different, living in different places of just socially how to, to be yourself or conduct yourself or what other people may be thinking of you and things like that and how not to trigger you or things that you have. Like just hearing mm -hmm. her say, you know, your mom talk about like her vulnerability or her parts that she's not really where she wanted to be in life or couldn't be. It makes a world of because then you don't you learn more of like what could have affected you or what could be triggers for mm -hmm. you or where you picked up those things. Like for me, that anger that my mom ha has has nothing to do with me. I don't think it's, it's never directed towards me. It's just how that's the way she processed and dealt with a lot of things. And even in moments where like like parenting or in relationships where I can see myself reacting the same way she would with that same intensity and that anger. And that like cutthroatness that I'm like, as I'm doing it, I can see her. And I'm like, oh, that scares it's me. Scary. It's it so is. scary because I'm like, I have no other way of handling this because I've never had to come across this. And she's never talked to me of like, mm -hmm. that's not okay. That's not right. I don't feel good when I do that. Right. Like to know that that's there, it lets me think like, I got to really think of a different way to, to go through this because I don't want to be... I don't want to be like her in that way. I don't want to handle it in that way. Yeah. And I've talked about like channeling her anger into something positive. <laughs> but if somebody comes for my my legacy, who I am as a person, wants to diminish me, I find that that's what triggers me the most. Okay. If you want to silence me, if you want to put me in a corner, that's when I'm probably going to attack you. Okay. And then I'm not going to care. 
what happened. Right. But I've gotten that resting bitch face, um, you know, feedback before. I thought it was just a Virgo thing, no? <laughs> that you're unapproachable, you're like in your own world, you don't want to be bothered, et cetera, et cetera. Virgo Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, Scorpios. Ay, ay. Complicated. Right. Um, yeah, I've got... I've definitely gotten that before, but I can understand when you are consumed by your world and your presence and your um, the impact that you have right. in this world. But that part of me that is so, um, I don't know, consumed with the anger or the hurt or whatever, it is something that I just don't see it, be, it being fuel. <laughs> I don't see, I don't see it being fuel. I mean, it's it's definitely great to have on a platform to explore and understand, but fuel to say, I'm going to be so mad that I'm going to do something great after this. <laughs> is just, I just don't see those two things coming together. But you know what's funny? When I when I was younger, in my probably when I was 18 through 23, I used to jog with that. I used oh, to jog. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted that. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. always wanted that. Like I hear people saying, like, I get so angry, I just go out on the court. I just work it on yeah. it. That was no. I would. You know what I would do? Okay. Now that we're talking about that, I would write. Yes. I would write. I would write songs. I would write poems. Mm-hmm. And and I talked about this before, like dealing with depression and just everything in life. During my middle school years of like, that's when my brother started acting up really, really bad. And that's when um, Carol has had many conversations about that and was obviously there during that time and understood like there was a big transition happening where there was a loss of control. I felt like he and I, that's when he and I stopped talking. That's when like, we just really went our separate ways because I realized he's very toxic and, you know, he's exuding a lot of, you know, like anger, hurt, all those sort of things. And I had to remove myself. So I went internal, like I was very quiet, very shy, if you will, but I was more apprehensive because I just didn't know how to handle what I was going through. Because again, people don't like to talk about, especially at that age, nobody's middle school, nobody's sitting here talking about my hurt feelings and they're not going to the counselor's office to cry about it. You know? So it's not like, yeah, is your mom, is your dad cheating on your mom too? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like you just don't go into those. But um, during that time, I do remember I have like books, huge books of just songs that I wrote, things like that, that I would just write and write and write. And then after that, I kind of just found other coping mechanisms that didn't last as long. But I do remember like every single day writing something. And that's funny because after that, that period, 18 to 21, 23, wherever that was, then I picked up writing. Mm, Okay, (laughs) you shifted over to that. Okay. So what do you do now? I don't, okay, I don't get that kind of angry as often. The last time I got really angry, it's because of that same reason where I felt I was not in control. I didn't feel supported. I didn't feel like, um, I didn't feel like I had the opportunity to win in the way that I would have wanted that person to win. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I just felt like, because I'm very cautious of not, let me talk about this, not blowing your top for no reason because it's Monday. You want to just, there's levels to it, you know, that you just don't want to go there because it's hard to, to get yourself back down. Um, but a part of me, I was very meticulous about it where I felt like I needed to let that person know that there was a boundary. And I was also apprehensive because I had family with me and I didn't want them to be worried for me and think that I wasn't, in, you know, in my own skin at that moment and all that sort of things. But I needed to make sure that that person knew in that moment that they had gone too far. And so I 
I mean, slam the doors, but that the slamming was just like, um, that's like the first like nibble before I bite you, you know. Well, when you say you don't get that angry now, I think it's a it's a daily thing. It, mm-hmm. You don't let it get there, right? So you ha- you have to make sure every day you start out healthy in a healthy. You do stuff. You mm-hmm. do stuff for you, yeah. Because every day is you have so much. You have so much on plate. You have your job. You have this. Mm-hmm. You have that. So every day, if you do stuff to for you, and you'll never you you won't really get there again. Yeah, you won't go there again. Yeah, it's been years. It's been years yeah. that you know I've gotten there. But you have to constantly, daily, yeah, <laughs> moment by moment. Yes. Yeah. What about you? Do you get angry? Do you have anxiety? Like the anxiety, all the the stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the other. So, so like with just even yeah. bipolarism, it's like anger is the sign of like the hyperactive, but depression is like the low active, like anxiety, all those sort of things. It's like mm-hmm. the sister, like it's twin sister. Right. Do you feel anxiety, depression, stress? Um, anxiety the most. Yeah, yeah. That I feel like that's the one that most people feel first. Mm-hmm. When just like as a high schooler mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. school, you know, anxiety from working. It's like I really don't do much, mm-hmm. but it just still feels like a lot. Yeah. So I guess like anxiety would be the most. And yeah. what do you do for that? Do you have an outlet? No, so we need to work on it. <laughs> but to be honest, I um, I don't have an outlet. But people are just—they're draining to me. Mm. So my best way to deal with it is to ignore people, <laughs> <laughs> or put up boundaries. <laughs> the nicer way. <laughs> no, that's that. It's not the boundaries. The problem It's just sometimes just to simply be around people. <laughs> but in life <laughs> I think what Sam's trying to say in life <laughs> you're going to be around people so how are you going to I do? think well this is the thing for me I recall being in school and feeling overwhelmed too I think what it is is you're in an environment that you can't control you're in school you have to interact you have to be like that's like your job like go to, to towards this environment of people that you just it's not like a department where you know there's five people every single day you're like you don't know what's going to happen today so I, I get I get why you say like avoiding people ignoring people is the best way for right now because you don't necessarily have a bubble or an outlet in that un, un environment that you can't control to be able to be like okay I can get through this because I have this opportunity but I think it's also a good a good way to start to identify people, traits, um, experiences that you do like, that you know mm-hmm. once you step out and you have control or freedom of to do whatever you want to do, you start to go towards that because that's it fills your cup up. It makes you feel better or makes you more productive or more ambitious in general. And I still believe that you need to start off your day earlier and get your grounding before you around those people well yeah like mm-hmm. it's like doing the prep work mm-hmm. before you get into that environment so that way you can brace yourself oh yes okay so lately when i'm on like the um social media apps any social media apps i've been trying to because i noticed that when i was in middle school that i would like relate to a lot of the sad apps i wouldn't do be mm-hmm. sad myself i would be a happy person but the sad apps were like just like the sad pages, they just mm-hmm. had a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. 
and then that ended up making me a sadder mm-hmm. person. Like mm-hmm. I didn't understand that there was yeah. an energy or my soul that I had to protect that it was out mm-hmm. there okay. that it didn't have any clothes on. It was just naked. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I let that sadness in, mm-hmm. and then when it was finally in, I didn't know what to do. Like <laughs> that's right why you? I started feeling anxiety. It's like, yeah. Whoa, whoa, what? Yeah. Because you just came, this sadness that I didn't have just came into my my personal space, my bubble. So, yeah. 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 Now you don't watch all the sad apps? No, I had no sad apps. (laughs) I mostly follow now um, Millionaire, Billionaire, those pages. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm done with the sadness. When I wake up, I've been um, watching a lot of God motivation. Okay. Yeah. 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 Something. So you have something. You could. Yeah. Yeah. That's important to, yeah. to feel. I think for me, like for instance, like dealing with anxiety, mm-hmm. when I have those moments, like I did today, um, um, it's more of like letting that moment be, because the first thing you're going to want to do is like get rid of it. But sometimes it's a call to action of like, okay, there's something bothering you, or there's something you're worried about, or something you're thinking about that you can't necessarily act on or has nothing to do with you. And when you're able to just be, either for me, I'll go outside and just kind of breathe. Get my mind like like basically blank, because that's usually where it is stemming from for me. If like I'm thinking of something where I'm trying to do something multiple things at one time, and I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling like okay, you know, this is not working in my favor. This is not doing what I wanted to do. I can't control these situations. I need to just go blank. Like I need to find a way to just completely zone out, so I can just realize, accept this moment. This is what you're in right now. And then when I step back, I need to reorganize my day. I need to reorganize whatever I was right. doing. I need to just re-strategize. I need to let go of certain things. I need to just really like, okay, we need to go in a different direction. Because what you were doing wasn't fun. It was not working out for you. So it's like, you need to be creative or you need to just go watch something that you don't have to think about. Something is reliable, that's funny to you or whatever. Because I find that for me, <clears throat> it bubbles up. Whenever, like I said, I'm just, I'm either dealing with too much or thinking about too much or trying to, to, um, see something happen and I'm pushing this new narrative or this new goal. And it's, I'm really, really putting myself outside of what I'm capable of doing. There's just no way I can make these things happen or come to light, you know? Um, yeah. I'm like you like that. Like I don't really deal with anxiety a lot, but I woke up yesterday and I felt anxious Mm -hmm. and I was just like, why am I feeling like this? And when I was, I think I was about 17, I met this guy and he was Buddhist and he Mm -hmm. always taught me breathing exercises. So that helps me. Like yesterday morning, I didn't know why I was feeling that. I felt anxious Mm -hmm. and I was like, I got to go. I got to do this. And I was like, nope, just Mm -hmm. sit there. And I just sat there and I did my breathing exercises and I just felt better. And then Mm -hmm. the rest of the day was gone. Yeah. But you have to, like you said, sit Mm -hmm. in it or or, you know, breathe or whatever. But sometimes you can't fix it. Yeah. Especially by like, okay, let me cover it up by doing something. That, mm-hmm. it, it makes it worse. Right. It literally makes it worse. And I mean, even just talking about generational, like having a, a, a verbiage for like a word for it, it's a huge thing for me exactly. to be able to know that I'm anxious right now. I'm really, really anxious right now. And to just vocalize that, mm-hmm. it literally puts my body, my mind, and, and spirit like in one. Like, this is what right. you're feeling right now. Pay attention to this right now. Exactly. It's it's more important than anything else. Because sometimes it can be there and you don't even know it. Because you're just too busy, like, getting frustrated or pushing an issue that you can't change. And it's like, no, you're anxious. Mm-hmm. You need to take it. You're not in yourself right now. So being in tune yeah. with your body is yeah. very important. Exactly. Yeah. Being hypersensitive to other people's energies is... 
<laughs> we talked about this the last time I saw you earlier this week. Right. I'm just like, I just want to take everybody's energy and turn the dial. Right. To my energy. And I think with the COVID and all that stuff, like it's oh, it's man. it's a whole new. I I just feel like it's so much. And I don't know why it is, but I feel it more now. I think there's so many people that are depressed and anxious and there's, it's, it's different. You know what I've noticed? What? It is usually a, um, a nurture trait. Mm. Like it's a reactive thing, like towards your environment or your people, you know, your, your, the people you're around. Have you ever been with somebody that you're like, whenever I talk to them, they mad at the world. They go off with their friends. They, ha ha ha. And genuinely, like, I've never heard that laugh before. Oh. I never knew you had that. You know, they're reactive off of those energies. Like, whatever environment they're in. Oh. And that's when you see, like, some people, like, wow, brings the breath, the best out of me. Right. Oh, really? Why can't I do that? Because right. you guys don't get the same. You're just not the same. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, and that, and it's usually a lot of those people are, like, they haven't controlled it. They don't know their energy. Like, they haven't identified, claimed their energy to be able to say, like, people like you who can be able to navigate their energy through whatever environment you're in. I mean, I didn't see you the best of moments and the worst of moments, and you still have that same, and you are the light, like you still hold on to it. But there's some people that like, depending on where they're at or who they're with, you're like, you're right. I really don't like you in real life, but you're actually <laughs> real nice right now. Like, I want to be right. Like, you're life of the party right now. Nice. I like that. Never thought about that before in that, in that way. Yeah. In that That's nice. Yeah. I think that's why it's really good to like understand your energy like immediately, like as soon as you know or like figure like okay, I'm going off or this isn't rubbing me right or maybe I've stayed too long or you you're not serving me to be able to go fuel up somewhere else and be in a better. I think it's crucial for people to own that. Question: What do you think? This is what I've been thinking like the last two days. So if I'm grounding, if I'm doing my prayer, my worship, and I'm doing all these things to elevate my energy levels and you know because I don't want to feel somebody else's I don't want to feel other people like why is it that I still feel it like is it I I don't know I just want to know how can I not feel anybody else but think about what you just said (laughs) what does it don't trees still feel earthquakes Hmm. and aren't they not grounded very wise (laughs) Well then, do I have to not be grounded? Then? <laughs> you can be. You can be the go with the flow. You want to be the go with the flow? I'm an air sign, so why am I so grounded? <laughs> I don't have any earth. <laughs> no connection to earth. I didn't touch earth. No, I think I think that's the reality. Is like that doesn't make you any less stable or sturdy or resilient. It just means that you can't attach so much energy towards it so much power mm-hmm. on it you know like you it's a the tolerance level really of mm-hmm. like knowing that when i come around this environment or this person it's it's gonna it's gonna affect me i'm gonna feel it i'm gonna notice right. it but it doesn't necessarily mean that's gonna take away from all the work that you've done i mean i feel the same way i have those people <laughs> that i have to mitigate my exposure to and I also have to prep myself. And I have to say, like, I've been caught before where I allowed someone else to dictate how long I was going to. That's another reason why I like to drive everywhere I go. Because I'm like, if I'm ready to go, Me too. I'm ready to go. 
Okay. That's I don't me. care what you feel. I don't care what the vibe. I'm done. I'm tapped out. Like I can't give you no, no more. Ha ha. No, nothing. I'm ready. Because I know that I've gotten to that point before where I, that that's where I could press a button real quick. Right. That's okay. where I can, again, you're pushing me. You're forcing me to sit in something that I don't want to sit in, you know? So that, that, that's a scary part of it all. But yeah, I think, um, I think that's really what it is. It's just knowing. I just want to be, I don't know if you've heard it before, but it was saying that water does the same thing to coffee. Was it to coffee and to eggs? Like to coffee, you put the, the, okay. So no, trying to remember it, but to eggs, you, you put the water in eggs and you boil it and the egg becomes soft. Mm-hmm. And it, the water changed the eggs. Right. But you put the coffee and the water, and the coffee changed the water. Mm. So I want to be able to change my, <laughs> you know, my, I don't want it to change me. Oh, I want to be, be able to. But yeah. see, this is something that I didn't recognize until, like, I would say kind of recent couple, last couple of years is that change doesn't always happen in front of your face. Mm. You could literally just have left, walked away just got off the phone and just because of that interaction that's when the process began for them and it's like planting the seed yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and i feel like even just in general i feel like you're really good at that and i think you don't that's why i feel like you're so special to me is that you don't get that many people who are genuinely like good hearted excitable laugh is contagious you don't usually get that and some people can't accept, they don't know how to accept that. Like they're apprehensive. I met people like, you know, that I've known very, very well. Right. And I've done nothing but greatness and nothing but, you know, positive petty Betty over here. And they still, they don't know how to accept it. It's very like, oh my gosh, they don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. and, and for them to protect themselves, it's I'm going to continue to be in my show. They're not there. It hasn't touched them. And you never know what they, you know, like it does for them after the fact. Like I actually was met this guy that I went to high school with that I was, I'm, I was always a person. Like I knew everybody. I was cool with everybody. Mm-hmm. I had no beef with anybody. I didn't look for no beef with nobody, but, um, <laughs> <the Virgo. laughs> I just, I, like, I had no attachment. Like if I knew you were not a great person, there's gotta be a reason. Somebody hurt you and you trying to hurt other people. I get that. That that's sad. You know, like if I knew you were weird to some people, it's like, you still can say, hey, how are you? You're good. He actually reached out to me and was like, hey, I've been following you. I've always really liked how you were with me in high school. I just wanted to basically get some of your energy. I mean, without saying, I'm like, I just want to know, like, what fuels you? What motivates you? And he took me out to to lunch one day and I was so caught up for it. But there's so many people I feel like that who don't talk to you, who don't speak up, who don't tell you these things. And I feel like some people, they like our energy so much that they keep us around, even though they'll never match it. And they'll never, as long as you're there, that's a comfort for them. Right. You know, like they're just attracted to that. I just wonder how you don't get used and abused all the time. I learned how to guard myself. (laughs) (laughs) I learned how to, seriously, I I really learned how to do that because like you, you know, I, I just love, I come from a place of love and that's all I'm about. So when people find out that you're <laughs> that gullible, I guess, right? they will use you. They will do whatever. So you just try to, I, I even tried to like act mean. I went through a stage Ooh. where I tried to put on a mean face and act like I was mean <laughs> and stuff like that. Just so people don't try to get close to me. I did that. Okay. So you learn different things or whatever. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You learn different things or whatever, but I usually don't, I keep my circle small. Yeah, I usually don't, you know, try to 
add more to my friendships. Yeah. And I think you've always been good at like, so Carol knows that I'm very apprehensive of being around people that I'm not familiar with and I don't know their vibe <laughs> because you have to like warm me up to it. Like I will show up, but I won't like show up, up right. like you know, me, the, the, you, the me, you know. Right. Um, so you have to like be very careful. You're very good at reading people mm-hmm. and being able to, you know, configure certain things and know that like, listen, I'm not committing you. This is right. just like a quick little moment, you know, whatever, whatever. We're going to interact real quick and then you're right. good. You're free, you know? And I, I guess- It's so funny because I love people. I absolutely yeah, love people, do. all different kind of people. Like, I don't care if you, and, and that's the thing with me, like, you could have hurt me yesterday and I love you so much. <laughs> that's know. the thing. And I was about, that's why I was laughing because I'm like, I feel like, at least for me, I've had people which you know who have hurt me or upset me. Mm-hmm. And you so gracious and so nice <laughs> to them. And I'm like, I want to kill them. And she is just like, hey, what's up? No. And I'm like on the opposite end. And you know it. And you don't say it because you're like, I'm not going to bring that energy no. in. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to give that off. Right. No. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to continue to just be apprehensive with it. Exactly. Yeah. But you're really, you're really good at that. You're really, really good at that. I try. <laughs> For really? all of our sakes. <laughs> and I think that's, that's the gate. You're the gatekeeper in that sense. Hmm. I mean, the which again, that's why you, you gave get- me a lot more kudos than I deserve. So I thank you for today. She, she really made me feel good. Like I am so far from all of the things, um, you know, like I, it's work in process every yeah. day. It's a work in process. And as long as we continue to be the best version of ourselves, yeah, then that's all we can do. But I think being held accountable and also knowing when like you feel like you're veering off and you're not like where you want to be. And something you told me was that, you know, when you when you are the person who holds like the happiness of others, you also hold like the darkest sides of others. And when you have that weight, you really just don't have a breather. That's why like I'm glad obviously you always real keen on like my outlet is this or I'm working on this or I'm doing that. You're always like pouring into your cup. Like you're always doing that. Anytime I talk to you, you're always finding a way to do those things. And you're never like, you know, just sitting here dealing with it. <laughs> that was something that I learned from an older lady. She, her name was Pia and I love her death and I never saw her again, but she showed me two cups or she showed me one cup. So she, she put water in the cup and the cup was, was empty, I think. Mm-hmm. So she said, this is what you're giving out of. Like the mm. cup was half full. And she said, this is what you're giving out of. She said, you're not supposed to give out of this cup with the mm. water. So she put the water and the water started to overflow. Mm-hmm. And there was a bowl underneath it. Oh, and she said, this is gosh. what you're supposed to get out. Not of your cup. That's full. Yeah. Let your cup stay full and you give out the overflow. Wow. So that's why I've that's learned that. It was, it was. And she did it. She did it. And I was like, she said, you're giving out of this. She yeah. said, you need to give out of the overflow. Right. So keep yourself full, whatever yeah. it is. You know, because we lose ourselves. Yeah. I know, at least I did. When I yeah. got married and I had kids, I used to, before that, I was at the gym all the time. I was at the club. I had you just friends. just hearing that running was your thing. Right. <laughs> and knowing that right now, you're always this health conscious person. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm not saying that I see you as active, but running, it's not endurance, honey. Mm-hmm. I'm always running away from running. What I got to do not to run. <laughs> so to know that, like, I feel like people like that, like in general, have a lot of tolerance with controlling their body. They're obviously being apprehensive of their environment. Mm-hmm. You know, to get up and do that every single day, it takes a lot. But 
that's what I was saying. I lost yeah. myself. I lost all of those things right. that I used to do. And so now, that, you know, I'm constantly trying to fill my cup. I'm constantly trying to do what I like. Mm-hmm. Even if it, they, my kids know, I'll get a crayon and a coloring book mm-hmm. and I'll color. I've been and, doing that recently. Oh, I, oh my thing. gosh. Right. It's so like, mm-hmm. it's so simple. Right. It's so simple, but it's, it's free. We're supposed to be like children. The Bible says we're supposed to be like children. And we lose that. Children, they don't care. They don't. They, they're not sitting there. Oh, she said this, and she. Mm. They, they're free. They're, yeah. Their spirit is so pure, and I, I yeah. believe that we've gotten away from that. Yeah. And I try to stay as close to that as possible. I, my, I tell my kids, my kids say I'm so childish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you know that's so funny because I feel like the most loved people are children. Like, you know, versions of mm-hmm. people are children because they're so innocent. Innocent. They're so like lovable and like close. I mean, not all of them. There's some baby kids out there. <laughs> But we're talking about the ones that are just really genuinely right. just sweet and just kind and just curious and just happy to be in your presence. Exactly. You know, that that definitely makes a huge difference in just everything. Yeah. what that, that analogy in general, like that, that's huge. Like I've been hearing that for so long, mm-hmm. but, you know, guilt comes about when you start to do things more for yourself versus others. Um, you know, you go through this, sometimes it's like trial. I'm pretty sure the same things you used to do when you was 20 in your twenties mm-hmm. don't apply now. They don't feel that comfortable no more because <laughs> you're like, mm, it don't hit the same. I need to find something better, bigger, you know, more of who I am now, mm-hmm. you know? And that's come up to me before people are like, well, what do you do to reset? Like, what do you do to get in a good place? Especially after going left, right. you know, you, you go back to your old faithfuls of like, okay, these are things. But then sometimes what I've learned is like when I pray about it, like mm. I've been in that state of that nasty place and I'm like, let some, I need somebody else to take this from me in a sense, like somebody else to shake me up and to give me that like energy I need to reset. Like give me the permission almost of right. like, come back to who you are. Like who you are is fine. Right. Don't let that person feel like you had to be that person or that act in that manner you can't come back. And that's why a lot of times I get your phone call. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad. Hey! <laughs> boo crying. Hey, girl, what's up? Because you're so like jolly. I'm like, I better die to this phone crying. <laughs> now I'm Carol on the line. Oh, hell no. But not even I can still hear it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not even to cry. It just feels like wake up. It's time yeah. to wake up now. Yeah. Don't sit in that. Yeah. I, I give I give people and myself a day. Sit in it for a day, depending on how bad it is. Yeah. Like my mom, dad, I gave myself, you know, a few more days. <laughs> but basic stuff, you give yourself a day, you cry, you sit in it. You It is what it is. You can't erase it. It didn't, you can't say it didn't happen. You sit in, you deal with it, and then get over it. Move on. Like, life is so good to us. I think... We don't do a, a good a job as as gratitude. Like gratitude yeah. needs to be more. Like there's so many things that we can be grateful for. Yeah. Like we have breath in our body, yeah. that we can walk, that yeah. we're in our my grandmother used to pray all the time that I'm so grateful. Thank you, God, for being in my my right mind. Like mm-hmm. that alone, like who thinks about that? Like we could not, you know, we could wake up one morning and we don't even know, you know, like we we don't you know like our yeah. mind isn't right we can't think yeah. clearly like that's huge yeah the things that happen to us on a daily basis like we take for granted and yeah. i think if we would realize the smaller things more often we you know just nothing would matter it wouldn't be yeah. such a big deal and that's why things to me it's like it, it i had a i'm sorry <laughs> no it's okay the subject, it's okay i had a friend to die um this is maybe five years ago now but 
me and him weren't, we weren't speaking. He did something real slimy and I didn't speak to him. So I didn't speak to him for the four or five years. I don't remember. And he called me and he said that he was dying. He had cancer and he asked me to come to the hospital. I thought when I got to the hospital, he was going to apologize and blah, 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 and whatever. I went to the hospital. There was no apology, but that was fine. Like, you know, mm. we spent time and we cracked up and we laughed over mm. old things. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, like he's going to get better. And I didn't know at the time when I first went that he had cancer, but he told me to come to visit him at the hospital. And we, you know, did all this talking. We're laughing and cracking up and he came home and he lasted maybe a month. Mm. And I'm thinking, was it worth it that? Not talking to him for the five years wasn't mm. worth it. Like, mm. see, that's something that I wrestle with too because it's a concept of like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And even just just he me hearing that story, my first thought is he called you because he knew that mm-hmm. whatever y'all were going through, you would come, and also you mm-hmm. were that light, and he needed that light in that last moment. You know, and like that, that, yeah, and like that's the first thing I'm thinking. Because you and your story, I'm thinking like y'all had a heart to heart. You cried. You this. You telling me y'all laughed, had a good time. You mean he took some of your good joy, girl? Out that you be giving everybody. I'm like, oh my gosh, duh. Who else wouldn't I call if I was wanted to be in a better place in life? You know, and you know the fear is too. I mean, we've dealt with a lot of death recently. And just looking at life differently and just Mm -hmm. really being conscious of your decisions and what you do and stuff and trying not to focus on the negative. I think it's very common for us to focus on the negative, which is a lot of what we can't control versus the positives of like, I mean, I don't know how many times I've asked somebody how you're doing, usually someone older and they're usually like, I'm just happy to be on the other side of the ground. Right. And like, that's, that's all they have to say. Like I'm Mm -hmm. literally, that's why I'm happy. Exactly. And the simplicity behind that and how, important that is you know i think when you're going left or you go left you don't think about death you don't think about being hurt or doing something to alter your life for the rest of your life right you really try to think of it as like you know it makes sense for right now but the reality is is like we have so many things in life that we have to be thankful for and grateful for like you said and just appreciative and just let that balance us out and let that divine purpose show up and and hone in more of that. But I think a lot of it is people redirecting your mindset. I, I mean, when you and I talk, we're always big on, but, but right. We're not, the other side. Right? <laughs> right. Exactly. But there mm-hmm. are some people on the other side who really like to go down that route mm-hmm. and that's a spiral. And then you live in that space mm-hmm. and then you're angry or you're, you're upset or you're frustrated. And it's like, Mm-mm. right. How does that work for I, That doesn't work for me. Like yeah. how, I can't live my life like that and bitterness and angry and like it, it doesn't feel good. I think what it is for me, it just, it never gets resolved. That's the part that bothers me the most. Very good. <laughs> when you're just bitter and angry, it right. never gets resolved. It's like every single day I got to be angry. Right. And what's the purpose? Like what, what? It doesn't change. Exactly. I'm still angry. Right. <laughs> that's the problem. And then that's when you get addictions. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> Well, thank you, Carol. Thank you. Thank, thank you. So you. I love talking thank to you. I know. Thank you guys for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. You guys are always welcome to come back. Thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. Visit everythinginme.com to learn more, to share this episode. And I look forward to chatting with you guys in my next episode.